Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. to the Art of Decluttering podcast. We are your hosts, Amy Ravel. And Kirsty Ferugia. So lovely to be with you today. Hello, Kirsty. How are you? Hello. How are you, Amy? But I was also asking how our listeners are. Oh, well, I'm... for their response. Yes, please tell us. We'll give you a moment of silence to reply (laughs) to the friends in your ears. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that sounds great. Oh, tricky. Oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. Oh, fun. <laughs> I want to do that. All right. So now we've done being awkward. <laughs> Welcome to our podcast. Do you know, Kess, I don't know any other podcast that has not taken a week off ever. We have been going mm-hmm. for four and a half years and we've yep. never taken a week off, which I think yep. is pretty flippin' awesome. And I always get a bit stressed at the end of December when I know that all my regular podcasts take a month off. I'm like, mm-hmm. what am I going to listen to? I have to find some series to binge, which I have. Um, I found a great series called The Dropout and I've been binging through that. It's like true crime type of, but not murderous true crime, like more um, fraud and court cases. Mm. So I've been enjoying that while a lot of my regular podcasters are taking a break, but we do not. Yeah. We just record some extras in December um, and then have them ready for you in January so you never have to take a break from our beautiful company and advice. And can I just say that January is the ultimate time to be getting your decluttering going. And so it's really important to us that we really come in in January with some fresh ideas, give you some motivation. And so we hope that we've been that for you over the last four weeks and this last week of January. So this week we are talking about 20 things that you don't need to keep in regards to your paperwork. So bum, bum, bum. <laughs> I had a beautiful virtual session this morning with a with an amazing man in the United States and we were talking about paperwork in part of it and he has done our paperwork course and was decluttering so much of his stuff. Oh, that's awesome. So, I'm I'm fresh thinking about this, so it's it's yeah. exciting. And I was saying in our marketing meeting last Wednesday how I really hope that 2022 can be the year that we reach more people with our paperwork course mm. because it is such good quality. It's so achievable. It's simple and easy, and I'm just passionate about helping people get free of that burden of cluttered paperwork. And so what we're going to do today is give you 20 pieces of paper that you can get rid of today that you can declutter straight away. Yay! What's number one, Amy? Number one is old insurance papers. We touched on this a couple of episodes ago, but we wanted to talk a little bit more about it, whether it be your health insurance or your house insurance or car insurance or content insurance or building insurance or workplace insurance, once that insurance policy has expired, 
let's hope you have a new policy in place. You do not need to keep the old insurance papers. Many houses that we go into have them for the last 20 years. <laughs> you don't need that. <laughs> no. Let it go, let it go, let it go. Yeah, get your Elsa on. Yeah. Number two is old utility bills for a very similar reason. When you've paid your next bill, your old bill is redundant. So let go of all the old utility bills. And especially like I know that our in Australia, our utilities give you what you paid last year mm-hmm. so you can do a comparison. So you don't even need it from a comparison point of view of like, oh, I wonder how much I paid in 2006 for electricity. Well, you're not going to find that from the current bill, but also does it really matter? You've yeah. already paid it. <laughs> you can't do anything about it. <laughs> no. And really, if you want to find old bill details, you can usually look, create a login for your utility company's website um, and actually access those online, but you definitely do not need to keep them in paper form. Mm-hmm. Number three are your tax returns from more than five years after lodgement. Yes, I feel like, yeah, as an old tax consultant, this is probably your one to talk about. Mm-hmm. Well, let's clarify that it is after lodgement. So if you haven't lodged your tax returns or if you did three years tax returns last year, um, then you need to keep those three for the next five years, four to five years. So, yeah, um, we definitely don't. You don't need old tax returns after when you can no longer be clawed back from the tax office. Uh, But, yeah, definitely check your local jurisdiction as to what that looks like. But here in Australia, it is a short time frame (laughs) compared to what it used to be. And, yeah, so let it go. Let it go and make just have that as one of your tasks to do today. Um, but also going forward, as soon as you've lodged your n- next tax return, you can get rid of the, the five years previous. Perfect. Number four is paperwork from a house that you have sold. As long as there's no outstanding financial or legal issues, you don't necessarily need to keep all the contracts and paperwork that you had from when you sold the house the agent that sold the house on your behalf will keep those papers legally and so just get rid of them because that can just be a whole lot of paperwork that you don't need and then you feel bad about getting rid of often because you're thinking what what if I need it am I even allowed to get rid of it you are (laughs) yes Number five is Centrelink paperwork or so Centrelink is our government um how do you how would you phrase this for other jurisdictions amy Mm, it's our government's social support yeah social support so yeah and so you could expand this to any government papers that you might get so it might be electoral commission paperwork or Mm -hmm. anything to do with the government that isn't a important document like your marriage certificate birth certificate divorce decree anything like that. So with any other type of paperwork that um, you can now access online, we definitely recommend that you let it go, like yeah. your Centrelink paperwork. Yeah, and I think the amazing thing is that we're in an internet age and so if you need to access those those documents online, you can do so, but you don't need to keep every time the Family Assistance Office sends you, we've updated your fortnightly blah, blah, blah. You don't need to keep <laughs> all of that. That's all online waiting for you. 
Yeah. Number six is your old superannuation statements. So for our US listeners, that's your 476K or something. What is it? <laughs> something like that. Your 401K, pensions. 401K. Yeah. Nearly got my numbers a bit wrong. But once you've got your new statement, you don't need to keep all your old statements. Usually people keep a statement so that they have their superannuation number. Um, so for me personally, I've unsubscribed from getting any of my superannuation paperwork in physical form, but I do have my super number and my online password saved in my password file. So that's how I make sure that I can always access those details. And if you're in Australia, you can also link that up on your MyGov account. And so that's another way that I can access my super without having superannuation statements in a filing cabinet that I never, ever, ever go back and look at. Yeah, because your superannuation statement is outdated the day it's printed. Yeah. It's not going to help you. You need the number. Yeah. Store but there, and, and there is other ways of finding your number. Like what? Oh, tell me. Well, you could ring, like you can do a search online for where your super is being held Mm -hmm. and you can ring up the agent, that Uh, um, superannuation company and say, here is all my details. Can you please tell me what my number is? Yes. Great idea. Number seven is phone and internet bills. I think that it's because of, I think we blame the nineties on this, on why everyone wants to keep their phone and internet bills. And I think it's because it's back from the days when you got charged for every individual call that you made. Mm-hmm. I remember going through a stage as a uni student where Cal was living two hours away and so we would make phone calls. But sometimes I would, like, go back through my phone account and look and go, oh, my gosh, like that call itself was like a $16 phone call or whatever it was. You don't need to keep your phone and internet bills. Once they're paid, it's really similar to your utility bills, but you can let those go once you've paid them. Yeah, and I think this is probably true for most of this paperwork. If you're of a certain vintage like Amy and I, mm-hmm. we were brought up before the internet age and we were taught by our parents or not taught by our parents, depending on your situation, um, that you had to keep everything because you that was your only physical evidence of anything. Mm-hmm. Um, now we live in a very different age. Most things are online. Dare say everything is online. Everything yep. can be accessed. So having physical, it's a it's a really big mindset change for a lot of people of our vintage and older because it's just not what we got drilled into ours mm. when we were younger. So yep. here's our public service to you this week. <laughs> <laughs> Number eight is one that, I was guilty of and have reformed and it's orders of service from weddings that aren't your own. I don't know when I started keeping orders of service from other people's weddings, but I certainly did. I think it was probably in my teenage years and then You as did it before you got married so that you could, you know, hack copy them. them. Copy no, them. no, I think I kept it as a memento of the occasion. Yes, yes definitely. And then after and then I got married, useful. I was like what am I doing? Why do I have like all these people's wedding order of services? And I'm just, I feel better. It's not just me. It's clients all over the world because Mm -hmm. I've seen them in other people's random box of precious things. And you're like, is this even precious? They're like, "Mm, no, we can get rid of that. Yeah. Yeah. Number nine is high school certificates. 
Now, you may not need to declutter that if you graduated in 21, but if you graduated and if you've gone (laughs) to university or had 25 years of work experience, you probably don't need your high school certificate saying that you got you graduated high school. Oh, okay. So I'm even thinking of like the um, the Year Nine Excellence Award for Science, <laughs> the Year Twelve Maths Award for the You're not putting Australian... that on your no, CV. <laughs> no, you can get rid of those things. Like they're great at the time, but why are you holding on to them five, ten, thirty years after when mm-hmm. you know that you participated in drama school in July, nineteen ninety four. You, you can let those go. <laughs> Number 10 is a bit controversial. Amy, what is it? Birthday cards. <laughs> I am, I've got maybe, I'm going to say I've probably got 10 to 12 birthday cards that I've kept over my lifetime. Um, and they're only from my family. And they're not all the ones from my family because some of them are just like, happy birthday, I love you, love family member but I really encourage people to be intentional with birthday cards so one of the habits that we have in our family is that a week after an occasion that we've received cards for so Christmas or a birthday in fact I'm just going to say that 2021 Christmas do you want to know how many Christmas cards I got cursed one one (laughs) from my mother one I didn't even get the real estate ones this year Oh, lucky you. I know, right? So I'm hoping that, like, they've just let real estate agents have just gone, what in the world are we doing? We've got better things to do with our life and set out Christmas cards. But we have a habit that a week after the event, we reread the cards and then we get rid of them. So that's kind of the you're doing the second read through, make a good decision. If there's one in particular you desperately need to keep, keep it. But mostly they can all go in the recycling bin. Yes, and you are, let's just clarify that you are very, very low on your sentimentality. Yes. So, but we do want to encourage you to be intentional about what you're keeping. If it just says, dear Kate, happy birthday, love Erin, do you need to keep that? No. Definitely keep the ones (laughs) that that are words of encouragement, that are, you know, love letters to you if, if you are sentimental keep them but be very intentional about what how much it is that you need to keep and you know I think I write this very similar thing to Simon every year like it's very (laughs) intentional and loving and thoughtful yeah and truthful but I think if he lined them all up they'd say very similar (laughs) so just also do the same thing like if you are keeping every card from your husband or wife or you know mum if they're still encouraging you in the same way, do yeah. you need to Pick keep one. every one of them? <laughs> Did you write any Christmas cards last no. Christmas? Have I have not had time to eat, my friend. <laughs> Let alone write Christmas no. cards this I year. I equally have not written even one Christmas card. But one thing that I did, and this may be something that other people are interested in doing, this is totally off the topic of decluttering, but it... Well, it's not because it decluttered my need to write Christmas cards. Your expectations of yourself. For the people that I wanted to write Christmas cards to, which primarily were our team, is I sent voice memos this year. So I just recorded a Merry Christmas message and a here's what I love about you and appreciate over the last 12 months message. So I just recorded voice memos and 
it was great because I didn't pre-think them. I just was like, oh, I want to send one to this person, jumped on WhatsApp, recorded myself saying Merry Christmas and here's what I love about you. And I felt like I got to express myself more than I would have if I'd handwritten a card because handwriting takes quite a while and your hand cramps and you've got to get a stamp and you've got to remember to post it. So many steps for my brain where writing a card can drop off the, the success, you know, story. And so by literally just holding down the record button on my phone and sending a Christmas voice memo, I felt like I got to express myself better. There was nothing to distract me from doing it. Um, and I really enjoyed it. And some of the messages back were like, oh my gosh, that's so much better than a card. Cause if I need to, I can just hit play on it and it's not no clutter at all. That is exactly what one of our team members told me just an hour ago. Oh, did they? What did they say? They said it was really, really nice and much better than a card. Oh, that's really nice. <laughs> awesome. Well, there you go. And that might be my new tradition. So did you say it was from Kirsty and Amy so I don't have to do the same <laughs> or is there an expectation that I also have to do the same? No, you could, maybe you could do next year. Yeah, let's tag team that way. <laughs> I really enjoyed it actually from a giving perspective because it took a little bit of time. We've got quite a big team. Um, but it it was really enjoyable. Like I usually don't look forward to writing Christmas cards because of the time and, you know, all of the things. But this just felt like such a lovely way to spend some time. I literally just sat in my bed and did it. Um, yes, and I think, I, but I think that's the difference between you and me right now is that you've got time. I do not. <laughs> yes, because I'm all like time. When our team member told me that, I started having like panic attacks and went, "Oh no, now I have to do the same." No, you totally and don't. I don't have time. <laughs> I'm running out of time. It's the 23rd yes. of December, and I've got so much to do before. <laughs> before Santa arrives. Anyway, All right, we, let's... people listening in January, they don't care about my December. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Number 11, sheet music. <laughs> I, yeah, sheet music can be really, really tricky for lots of our, lots of our clients because they've spent money on it and they don't actually have the rights to the digital copy yet. And Uh. so sheet music, if you're no longer playing any instrument, definitely get rid of the sheet music. Um, If you are still playing that musical instrument, 
do definitely look at purchasing it in a digital format so that then you'll be able to have it forever or at least until the technology changes again. <laughs> um, but yeah, sheet music for an instrument that you no longer play can definitely be yeah. decluttered. And I think when it comes to decluttering sheet music, the, where you want to start is the photocopied stuff from a choir you were in, from a school band that you played in, and you're not really sure what order all the pages go in or you might be missing a page. Like get rid of all that. Like if you've got a really nice bound, you know, a lot of sheet music that you are going to play from, that is a whole, I think that's a different discussion than all that photocopied stuff that's been stamped by whoever it is that's the secretary of the choir to make sure that all the royalties were paid properly. Like I think it's time. <laughs> it's time to let that go. There's heaps of ways that you can access music and um, notation and sheet music online, but this is the freedom to get rid of that sheet music you are not going to use again. Yes. Number two, 12. I said two, like yeah, I did last like week. Yeah, like you did, I know. Yeah. So number 12 is birthday invitations. These we would really recommend and encourage you all to let go of birthday invitations that have already passed. Don't necessarily let go of the ones that are upcoming in the, in the next couple of weeks. Although you could put the details in your phone and then get rid of the invitation and then you don't need to keep that invitation. But Yeah, or take a photo of, of it. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. No, I totally agree. And I think lots of parents keep the invitations that their kids get while they're like in kinder and primary school. And so if for some reason you want to keep them at the time, just go back and declutter them once the years pass because I can't imagine any reason that you would need to keep the invitation to go to Kelly Sports or something like that years on. So let those go. Although Number saying that, I was very grateful for <laughs> not a physical invitation. So mm. it's, again, different. But I got an invitation to a birthday party for my son months and months ago and I was able to, but it was via WhatsApp. So I was able just to flick back through that thread and find the address that I needed to give, drop him off to today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's why taking a photo of it can be great and then you can just, you know, attach it to the event in your calendar or put a reminder or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Number 13, and notebooks that might, in air quotes, have something important in them. So if you're a note taker, both Kirst and I are note takers, and it can be really tempting that when you finish a notebook just to keep the whole thing because you're not really quite sure if you wrote anything important in it. My way of getting around that is once I've done everything I need to on a page and nothing, I rip the page out, whereas Kirst, you do it a little bit differently. I do keep them for a little while, and then, but I don't keep them indefinitely and yep. I don't keep them. But saying that, I've got a funny story that one of our team members told me about you. Mm -hmm. And your habit of ripping pages out and decluttering them straight away yeah, yeah. is that you hadn't done everything on that page and she had to claw, claw it back from the bin because you <laughs> hadn't actually finished everything on that that's page. Cold. I don't even remember who that was or when it was, but that's very funny. Yes. <laughs> so keen to declutter. You are very, very keen. But, yes, I do have notebooks, but, they're, like, they're the work notebooks. Yeah, um, yeah. And, uh, and I definitely do not keep them forever. Yeah. And I know that when 
you, I saw that. I was like, yep, there's definitely a notebook that I haven't looked back on that can go. That's awesome. Number 14 are university Hmm. notes. And they're like your shoot notes or your handouts that you got in class from actually the... everything from uni yes right. actually just right. everything, everything from uni can go because you've it either can. got your degree or you haven't and you have to repeat everything anyway yeah <laughs> so. you're not going back over your uni notes even if you spent 17 years at uni and you're the most educated person the world has ever seen you're still not going back over your uni notes let them go declutter those these holidays make it your aim that's your job Number 15 is course notes and printouts from courses that you've done. Very similar to university notes. You're probably very unlikely to go back and look at course notes and printouts. So, but of course, keep them if you do regularly reference them. But be honest with yourself. Have you ever gone and looked at that mental health first aid training notes that you took while you were in? the said lecture no you didn't or the leadership notes or the work performance notes from a pd that you did yeah sometimes what i say to people if like oh no that's really important like i I refer back to that i'll do a deep dive with them i'm like great let's open it up do you need to refer back to this page yes no what about this page and we may end up with four or five pages out of 200 And then that's so much easier to manage. I'm like, actually, could you just take a photo of these five rather than keeping this binder of all the things that you thought you needed, but we've actually discovered it's not that at all. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Love it. Number 16 of things that you can declutter when it comes to paperwork. (laughs) You do not need to keep every piece of art your child ever brought home in the history of your childhood. Pick the few that you like. Put them in a special box or frame them or stick blue tack them to the wall, but you do not keep, need to keep all of it. Or Permission use them as wrapping paper, send them off to aunts, grandmas, mm-hmm. whatever. Yep, you do yep, not yep, need yep. to. Get the kids to curate it themselves as well or actually probably get your grandchildren to curate their parents' stuff if you've still got <laughs> your children's stuff in your home. Number 17 is your own school reports. So this some people is are the one going. I disagree with. Yes. So <laughs> and I, I can't yeah, wait to tell you the story. Go. Well, I've got a story for it too. So I have decluttered all of my own school reports. I did that probably, I don't know, 10, 15 years ago. I had a specialist recently ask me for them. And I said, yes. I do not have them. And she said, actually, that's fine it's just if you do have them it's interesting to look at yes so I was like do I regret it absolutely not because there was nothing that exceptional in them other than Amy has so much potential if she talked less if she got less distracted if she was less social blah 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 and I didn't care about what marks I got so I have got rid of them and I've been in the personal situation where they've been requested and I still don't regret getting rid of them. So I, I know that it's controversial, but I also want to encourage you that what's worst case scenario? Someone might need it. Okay. And I didn't have it. The world didn't stop. <laughs> no. Because you can tell the specialist what she needed to know exactly. in that situation. Exactly. However, <laughs> so here is my cheeky caveat to this. 
Look, our son has just finished grade six. And as most of you who have had 12-year-old boys know, and most people, most kids in year six, by the end of year six, they're not paying any attention. They're just so eager to be out of there and living their best life in in high school or in the holidays more specifically. <laughs> so we got my son's report and my husband, Simon, was a bit disappointed in the report. And, yes, it's been a COVID year, so we took that into consideration. And, anyway, he was giving his feedback to Oliver about his <laughs> report. And I went, I wonder what Simon's grade six report oh. says. Because I could almost bet my house on the fact that it was a very similar report. And so to make my son buoyed in his spirits about... Oh, this is so good. I discovered, I went and found Simon's report and you can probably hear from the glee in my voice that it was a very similar report to Oh, that's so good. So I just you know, you put it on Simon's desk for him to discover when he came home from work. <laughs> and Oliver went, Dad, Mum pulled out your report and it's the same as mine. It's even worse than mine. And I would, that was just my gentle encouragement to Simon to be gracious to his son because <laughs> it, is, it was priceless. That is so good, Kirst. I know. So that is my caveat to keeping old school reports. Oh, that's so funny. When somebody in your life thinks the sun shined out of his bottom whilst he was in school, you can prove otherwise. Oh, my gosh, that is gold. Well, I feel like we can scrap number 17 and I'm going to give you an alternate 17 because I feel like you've made a really good point. So here's your alternative 17 of paperwork that you can get rid of and it's manuals and instruction manuals for things that you've purchased. So particularly for things that you don't own anymore. Don't own anymore. (laughs) Yes. So that's that's your option, school reports and the option is manuals for items that you do not own or you do own and you can just Google it. Yes. Number number 18 18 is paperwork from old cars. Client I was spending time with this morning um, actually disclosed to me that he had found paperwork from two cars ago and one car ago. And so he was very excited to be able to declutter those, that paper. Um, And, you know, when we've got um, filing cabinets and you've got, you know, when your paperwork is not in your face, it's really easy for you to forget that you even have that paperwork Mm. so this is why we're here today to encourage you to go through your filing cabinet or your storage solutions for your papers just to see if there's anything of these stuff that we've mentioned today that actually you don't need number 19 is cutouts from magazines and newspapers especially if you can't remember why you kept them and Mm. I have this with clients a lot where there's clippings and we're looking at it and they're like no, surely there must be someone I know in this clipping. We're looking on the front and the back and they're like, I can't remember why I kept it. (laughs) So off it goes. 
So if you do have a file in your filing cabinet or just a drop file that you're like, yeah, I know that I've kept recipes or book recommendations, you can get rid of those. Take a photo of it if it's really important. Um, but the paper's not going to last forever anyway, especially if you can't remember where you kept them. Let them go. Yeah. And the final one, number 20, is old CVs and resumes that you have kept copies of. Our recommendation is to keep a current resume CV going in the cloud so that you can access it anywhere at any time because you need that at a drop of a hat. (laughs) But all old CVs should go because you... As long as you've updated your current one and you've got everything from those old CVs that you need, um, and usually you don't need more than a few years um, previous, you know, courses and stuff that you've done, um, and update your CV or your resume and then get rid of all of the old copies because you don't need to keep resumes from 1999 no and I've had lots of clients who have kept all their resumes and then said but I don't know which one's the most current so I have to keep them all and that's really frustrating because when it comes time to rewrite it they've got to you know sift through Mm. five six seven iterations of a cv and they have no idea what is going on yeah and that's why it's really good just to keep it current yeah or Start your own business and you don't need a CV. Never. I haven't had a CV for close on 20 years. We understand. Look, paperwork can be tricky, especially if you have tubs and tubs and tubs or drawers and filing cabinets of it and you're not sure perhaps even what's in it. So the key for us in having a paperwork system that works is it has to be simple to start and easy to maintain. And so within that light, we created our own signature paperwork system that is exactly this. It works for every person in every life stage, in every situation, every time. When Kirsten and I created it, we spoke with accountants and bookkeepers and parents and single people and business owners, parents of kids with disabilities. We just wanted to road test it and make sure that the system that we had created would be easy to follow and simple to implement so that everyone can use our system. The course is video-based with additional resources, checklists, and our step-by-step process to decide what you need to do with each and every single piece of paper, digital and physical, that you might have in your home. And it's a system that works whether you go fully digital or if you keep everything fully physical. Or if or, you like us. Yes, like us, because <laughs> we do both. <laughs> yes. <laughs> The course itself is just $249 and that gives you lifetime access to the course. And if you or someone that you live with or you care for is an NDIS participant, just jump onto our website because you'll see that the course can be fully covered through your NDIS plan. The way to access the course is visit our website, which is theartofdecluttering.com.au slash paperwork. And we invite you to sign up today. Make 2022 the year that you say goodbye to paper clutter in your life. And with our system, you'll be able to set up a process that's easy to set up, easy to maintain. It's simple. Um, And if you're not sure about it and you're like, oh, should I sign up to it or not? Come and jump into our Facebook group and just ask people who has done the paperwork course and how did you find it? Because you'll find people in there that are like, this thing changed the way I deal with papers in my home and gave me freedom. 
Oh, and as I said earlier, this client that I worked with today, he was raving about it. He loves the, we've got it color-coded if you're a visual person and this client was a visual person. So he absolutely loved the concept of color coding because he's like, great, I know that this color is for this and I can just quickly and easily oh, gather it. So he good. was he was really, really raving about it. And he'd even said that he'd done another course that was good in part, but not simple the part that he needed wasn't simple to implement or Mm. easy to maintain yeah so I was like oh that makes me my heart so happy to hear that you've really um, enjoyed the course and that you're implementing it in your own home and it's working for you which is the most important part yes it actually works for him and we have All of our staff are fully trained in our paperwork system. So if you're like, yes, I want to do the course, but the implementation of it for whatever reason is too tricky, reach out to us because we can help you either in person or virtually to go through and set up the system because often it's getting yourself to the foundation where you're like, I have boxes or rooms or, as we said, filing cabinets full of paperwork, and you feel like I can maintain what comes in today and I'm happy with the system but I'm struggling with the backlog. Let mm-hmm. us know because we've got team members that can help you with that, that will work in with the system. Um, it is, we think we're completely biased, but we've heard <laughs> from hundreds of people that our paperwork system is awesome and we implement it with many, many clients. So that's what we wanted to let you know at the end of this 100 Things You Can Declutter Today series is you can declutter all of those 100 things, download the checklist, go through it, But also we are here and ready and willing to help you if you need. So you're not on your own, whether you're in Australia and in one of our five locations, Um, hopefully more locations to come this year. But we can help you in person, but we also offer virtual sessions anywhere in the world. Yay, we we would absolutely love to help you. So we hope you have a good week until next time we are in your ears. And thank you for being part of our January series. Awesome. See you next week. See ya. Bye. Thanks for joining us. If you've learned something awesome today, we'd love you to leave us a review on iTunes or Facebook so others can find our podcast too. Don't forget you can see the show notes in your podcast app or over at our website, artofdecluttering.com.au. So if there's anything you want more info on, check it out there. If you'd like to join our supporter community, you can do so over at patreon.com slash decluttering. We hope you have a great rest of your day and enjoy the freedom. We acknowledge the traditional owners of country throughout Australia and recognise their continuing connection to land, waters and culture. We pay our respects to their elders past, present and emerging.